Hello, governor. Hello, hello, governor. I'm Steph. And I'm Pei. And this is Chaotic Flatulence. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite video games, our favorite video game genres, our favorite gaming experiences. Mm. Gaming. Mm. Gaming. And the other topic we're going to be discussing, it's a little bit of a serious one. Mental health. Mm-hmm. Serious, but important. Serious, but extremely important. Um, especially for us and mm-hmm. the gaming community. A lot mm-hmm. of gamers, I feel like, struggle with that. So, any, any hoozles? Any hoozles? Hoozies? Any hoozies? Um, oh, God, I was like, oh, this is what I was going to say. It's perfect. This is what happens when two people with undiagnosed ADHD make a podcast. Oh. We literally can never remember what the fuck we're doing no. at any moment in any time. It's like we we literally said it two seconds prior and then it comes time and we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I had like 1,200 thoughts in that moment and none of them were what we were supposed to be talking about. No, at all. I was yeah. literally just thinking about popcorn again. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It really is. But I mean, what are you going to do? Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> Topic numero uno. Yes. What is your favorite game of all time? Favorite game of all time? All time. All time. I have to do. I said it in the first. Oh, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let's just say, let's put it as a game. Like, if you were stranded on a desert island, what was the what would be one game that you would pick Ooh. to play? Oh, because you could have to play it over and over and over and over again. If you're on a deserted island with a gaming system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have anything else aside from like a pair of boots and a speedo, but you have your favorite console and your favorite game. All right. Let me start it off like that then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you are going to a deserted island. You have your bathing suit <laughs> and a pair of boots. There's Wi-Fi on this island, mm-hmm. luckily. Mm. And you have a gaming system. What is the one game? You can only have one game Okay. on this island. Okay. What is that island? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wrong. I don't know. The what question is, is, what is the island? <laughs> no. What is that game that you would choose? The game I would choose that I would be able to play over and over and over again would be The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on the Game Boy Color. Link, Link's Awakening, Game Boy Color, Final Answer. I, could pl- I can play it over and over and over again, and I, I just don't ever get sick of it. What is it about the game that you like the most? I like the um like I'm I like the puzzle aspect of it. There's such a puzzle genre. Like it's just all puzzles and all mind teasers and ways of figuring out how to get through the levels. And I always loved that as a kid and I love it now, even playing the the newer ones as an adult. But there's something about that and it's probably nostalgia because I used to play it a lot in the car when my parents would drag me along to places 
like my Nana, my, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, I call her Nana, got me the Game Boy Color for my birthday. And it was just like the coolest thing I've ever mm. seen. Because I had the original Game Boy and this one was in color and it was just so awesome. So I just remember, I just have very fond memories of it. And it's just something I just never get sick of. So you'll have boots and a bathing suit. Boots, bathing suit, and Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Um, my game, honestly, I'd have to say it would be the original Halo. Really? On Xbox, yeah. Oh, that's a throwback. You know, it just like you said, nostalgia type thing. Like... I feel like that's when I was, like, my best at video games. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking awesome. I could Your prime. no-scope the shit out of people with a sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Just, I, those are my favorite types of games anyways. Um, the shooters. So, that would definitely be my game. I think I could play it over and over and over again and not get sick of it. So, you have... Boots? Boots. I'm naked. Yeah. I didn't bring a bathing suit. No bathing suit. Just boots. <laughs> um, and the first Halo. Mm-hmm. So do you prefer sh- first person or third person when you're sh- when you're playing a shooter? You like first person shooters, right? I do. I do, I do, I do. But yeah. I also, I mean, one of my other favorite games is Destiny. Mm, which is, it has the option of doing third person? Third person. Oh, is it just third person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I never played Destiny, but I've heard phenomenal things about it, obviously. But first person made me motion sick for the longest time. Really? Like, yeah, I could not play it for very long without getting super nauseous. And I, but I loved, I like loved shooters so much that I didn't want to stop playing. But some games where that's the only option, you know what I mean? Right. The option is for you to play first person, which kind of sucks. But I remember the first time I ever played Halo. And I was like, every single game that came out, like the graphics just got better and better. But it's something that when we were growing up, we grew up with every phase of the video game uh, evolution. Right. We grew up with, with Pong on Atari and then 8-bit and then the graphics just slowly progressed and got better and better and better. And it's so, it's just funny to me to think about every time we played a new game, a new evolution of the game, it was like, holy shit, these graphics. Look at these graphics. Super Nintendo comes out. Oh my God. Yeah. Like seriously. (laughs) But it makes me almost sad for the generation that's like playing games now, that's just starting to play games now. Because it's like, how much better can it get? Do you know what I mean? I, it, well, well, <laughs> let me tell you. I just played the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Holy butt nuggets. Really? Yeah. Like, I was playing Spider-Man. <sighs> and I am not a PlayStation girl. I'm a, I've always been an Xbox girl. This game looks incredible. Absolutely. Like, it's so crazy how good it looks. It kind of looks like you're playing a movie. And that's what I'm starting to see, that they're slowly evolving into, like, movie quality. Because, you know, the trailers 
are always so much different than actual gameplay. Like oh, the right. trailers of the games are, but now the trailers and the games are starting to look like the gameplay. Like you, like yeah. when I watch these commercials, I'm like, oh, it's just the trailer, and it's like, holy fuck! No, that's gameplay. Gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like it is kind of crazy, but and then it's like it made me think. I, I was literally thinking this while I was playing. Are we gonna like end up playing? Is it gonna be like a real person on screen, and we? somehow oh like the uh the movie gamer the movie gamer i've never with gerard butler i think where you're actually controlling a real person so in that movie the players are like prisoners in jail and they fight pretty much to the death Mm -hmm. to see if you can get out of prison how much farther into the future do you go before we get to that point before we get to the point where it's like because we already have virtual reality. I know. I just use the Oculus, actually. I have never done any sort of VR, and I don't really know how I would feel about it. I played for a good 45 minutes, and it messes with your head. Like, I, when I took, after I took it off, it was the most bizarre feeling. I, I can't really describe it. It was like... It was almost like I felt like I was still in the VR. Oh, no way. But it was like real life. It was, it was strange. It was a See, weird... that's the scary part. Yeah. Kind of made me think, like, say you play this thing for like a couple hours. Do you get off and like have a hard time? Knowing what's reality? Yeah. Almost like... um inception but like in gaming version like you don't know what's real that's scary that's scary especially for kids well it had that's was my next point is it has a warning on there for kids like there's an age limit and it's saying like young kids shouldn't use it and like my nephew my other nephew is quite a bit younger than my older nephew and they'll let him use it for like 20 minutes and after that, if he goes beyond that 20 minutes, he himself is like, I need to stop. Because their level of perception is so much different than an adult's anyway. Right. It's like, you're you're setting these kids up to not know what the fuck is going on in life. I know. That's scary. That's scary. I mean, thankfully, they're setting limits. But imagine oh, parents yeah. who don't set limits and don't even know when their kids are playing. Yeah. So other than like shooting games or specifically shooting games, what do you love about that? Is there, is there some sort of like detail or aspect of it that really draws you in versus other games or other types of games? Or do you just love killing people? I just love killing people, but it's not just people. It's, <laughs> it's not just people though. It, it's like, I don't like Call of Duty at all. At all. I hate Call of Duty. But, like, I love Apex. So it's almost like fantasy shooters. Yeah. Like, you don't really like the real-life aspect of it. You kind of want a... The fantasy. Yeah. 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 And honestly, it kind of makes you feel a little badass running around and fucking things up. (laughs) It does. It really does. I'm a huge... I'm a huge fan of shooters. I love shooters. But I... I, there is something about an open world game, a sandbox game, 
I'm telling you, I could fall into it and I could play it for days and not even know that I've spent that much time. Like when Skyrim first came out, I was like, I played it like such a rebel too. Like I played it and I did things in the game that I never would do in real life purposely because I was like, oh, I'm going to steal this. Like I'm going to steal these apples. <laughs> yeah. I um, read Red Dead of red dead redemption Redemption, yeah i started playing that and like i'm like you get the choice but okay let these people go or murder them i'm like i'm gonna fucking murder you (laughs) you're dead motherfucker yeah like i make the complete opposite decision that i would make in real life seriously though like it's i love the i mean the fantasy aspect of it is another thing that draws me in i do love that but i love playing call of duty i really do so, I mean, that's one thing. Like, PUBG, I love PUBG. Um, any of those, like, military-based shooters, I really do love that, too. But there's something about the fantasy aspect of being able to turn yourself into a fucking vampire and raid a town that I was just like, sign me up for this bitch. Like, I am going to be a vampire. I'm going to be a bad person. because <laughs> going to steal shit. <laughs> and I remember the first time, like, in the original, like when you get off of the little wagon, you like make your character and mm-hmm. choose what you're t- gonna do. Like it's, I was like, mm-hmm. what am I gonna steal? And I got like all sweaty and nervous, like stealing stuff. <laughs> like you're really doing it. Yeah, like I was really doing it. Like I was, I, I like did it, and then my heart was like, bad. Oh, funny. That's how we rebel in in life. We've we still shit video games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god. The thing I think the most iconic moment for me in in Sim or in Sims. There's another one I love. I guess Sims is on yeah. my brain. In Skyrim is I had this horse, and I had this horse for like a long ass time. The game didn't. I mean typically like horses die or they get stolen or they run off or whatever i had this fucking horse for so long and i finally get to like the top of this mountain where i really wanted to be oh no and oh yeah i accidentally jump off not purposely i'm talking to chat streaming and i move and i go And it launches me off the mountain and it kills my horse and I didn't die. And just like that. Yeah. The horse sacrificed itself for me. So then I tried to go back to an earlier save and I had not saved in so long. And I was like, fuck my life. Oh, terrible. But somebody posted that clip of me doing that on Reddit and it got like 80,000 views. Killing a horse. <laughs> I do something amazing in a game and I post it and I get like three views. And then I do something shit in a game and I'm like, everybody's like, oh, look at that. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I watch like Tim the Tatman because he's constantly dying of fall damage and stuff. I love that. Did you see? Oh, probably not. His last. <laughs> posted to Twitter. He's like, I can't escape fall damage. He was playing Valorant. And he literally fell out of his chair. <laughs> he was like, 
Oh my god, that's terrific. Oh, um, good shit. A question just popped in my head. Is there a game that you like that you would be ashamed to admit that you like? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good-ass question. Um, I'm trying to think of a game that everybody's like, oh, that fucking game blows. And you're like, yeah, totally. Like, it's that's awful. terrible. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I play Roblox sometimes with Mackenzie. Yeah. And there's this game mode where you can... <laughs> it's called Bone Breaker, I believe. You literally just jump off of a mountain. <laughs> what? And see see how many bones you can break. And it's the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. And like, she'll be like, hey, mommy, can we go play a different game mode? Like Spider? I'm like, no, I'm playing this! <laughs> Give me my time, child. <laughs> I just, over and over again, jump off of a mountain. And the majority of people who play Roblox are children. I mean, I, I seriously love Minecraft. I've never played it. I have a disgusting amount of hours in Minecraft. Uh, I have a couple friends that play it. It's entertaining to watch, but... Like, the first time I down, like I actually got the game, I sunk 800 hours into that game, and I didn't even fucking blink an eye into it. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. I built the city of Atlantis underwater. Oh. Yeah. Cause there's, there's... I can only, knowing you, just knowing who you are <laughs> as a person, I can just imagine how detail-oriented everything was. Oh my god, it was. Everything was super detailed. And I also have to say that if somebody presented me with a play, uh, Super Nintendo with the Lion King game in it, I probably would... <laughs> I would probably sit there for hours and play it. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That was my shit. <laughs> Did you ever play the Adams Family game for no. N- for NES? Oh, no. God, I loved that game so much. And looking back at it, that game was fucking weird. <laughs> strange. It was strange. Like there are aspects of that game that I look back on I'm like that doesn't that just doesn't really make any sense I mean I'm a sucker for shit that probably wouldn't be considered like a gamer game like stuff like overcooked I don't know what fucking my brain's on a hundred different places hold on um it's basically like these little cooks and you have to like make hamburgers and stuff okay funny you say that because i like i fucking love those games where you have to like like, people games where they come up and they like they order and you have to make their order and then like all these customers come and you have to make all their orders and um you can like level up and you get more food (laughs) yeah yeah i love those games love those games trying to figure out what that would even be called i guess it would be just a simulation game like i played one called diner dash (laughs) Yes. <laughs> is that what you're thinking of? No, this is actually uh-huh. called Overcooked, but yes, Diner Dash is another one. Like, it's, it's, it's like stuff like that that I'm just like, I'm a sucker for shit like that. The stupid They're like shit. mindless, and mm-hmm. you just play. It's Although, fun. with 
simulation games like The Sims, I never actually played it. Oh, me either. Yeah. You just rosebudded and exclamation point semicolon over and over and over again to get the millions amount of money. And then you made all your houses. Yeah. And they my houses, like, I have a really hard time, like, when I'm building the house, I think that it's a reasonable size. And then when it's time to have my Sims, like, go in the house, I realize how fucking obnoxiously huge my house is. <laughs> like, <laughs> huge. Like, all right, this is a four-bedroom house. It's nice. But the bedroom is, like, the size of my current house that I actually live in. <laughs> because it's so true. I'd create the bathroom, and I'd have it, like, all set up. And I realized that, hey, they'd have to go, like, miles to get to the fucking toilet. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when you're creating it, you have no idea of, like, the size of how big they are. Right. Oh, my God. And then I'd, like, launch them in there. Like, I'd let them go into the house. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, like, use all the stuff. Use Yeah, use that. Okay, I'm done with you. Demolish the fucking house. <laughs> yeah. On to the next one. <laughs> oh, fuck. See, I actually, um, I started a game of Sims not too long ago and I was like all right I'm gonna play it I'm gonna actually play it and I did a little but like now I'm like this is kind of boring I want to build another house and I always obviously have to have um like my character in the one that I just did is like she's basically a slut (laughs) just this random guy came into our house and I'm Within five minutes, I was making out with him, and then we were married in, like, a day. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Did you... So, I never played Sims past the original Sims. Really? Yeah. I only had the original Sims, and that's what I used to always play. And I've just never downloaded or bought the additional Sims. So, I see all these, like commercials and advertisements for like super fucking sexual shit yeah like i i knew i was around for the heart-shaped bed where you could make babies oh yeah but the way that they that i'm seeing it now it's like they have like a mature one nasty yeah yeah i mean i always you always like thought about the sims banging but i didn't actually want to see the sims banging no it was always like i'm gonna make these fall in love and they got SCX. and they go under the covers and yeah yes to this day i swear to god i dream sometimes in sim language snubbinum flum Tell me that was not brought you back right to The Sims. Shamadum plum. <laughs> and then when he's talking, is that, yeah, yeah, and say, McNeil. And like, oh. they'll be like looking, you'll have them like look at something. Oh, 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 oh. 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 Or if they really want, if you've been ma- working them too hard and they want to go play. 
They have like this big bubble in front of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not once in my life have I gone, oh, I'm supposed to go work. <laughs> I'm gonna start though. Well, not once have I been standing there and going, oh my god, I gotta pee, I gotta pee, I gotta pee, I gotta pee. Oh, I do every day, a hundred times a day. And then piss my on the floor. A hundred times a day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, well. I do do again, that, though. we don't kink shame. Again, we don't kink shame. I mean, that's common, though. I will be so into a thousand different things that it all of a sudden occurs to me that I haven't peed, like, at all for the day. And I'm like... Oh my god! Okay, if I don't pee right this second, I am going to piss my pants. Wow, we're getting off on tangents tonight. Yeah, we are tangents, tangents upon tangents. See, I wish I had like friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but either more time or more energy, because I don't necessarily need more time because I can play at night after the baby goes to bed. Mm. But then it comes into the energy time, energy aspect of like, I can't stay awake. Yeah. But then when I want to go to bed, I can't go into fucking sleep. Like I just sit there on my phone, TikToking for three hours. Yeah. Then if I think about getting up to go play a game, I'm like, I'm fucking exhausted. But let me get sucked into TikTok for ever. It's so addicting. It is. And it's not to some people. It isn't. But it is it's funny so what, addicting to me. It's like And you. Yeah. And what makes it it's weird. What makes it addicting to some people and other people's it's it's like, just constant dopamine. It's new content over and over and over and over. Like could sit there all day long just doing that. Some of the things I end up watching on there, like I sent you the picture of that person mixing paint. <laughs> Yeah. I watched it for like a half hour. <laughs> Just there's a lady on there that restocks her pantry and her freezer and it's like super organized. I might I might be guilty of following her and watching her content for like, like a good hour. We might be watching the same person. Are you serious? It's, yeah, it's really satisfying. Her her videos like are just so relaxing to me to like see the ah. Oh, yeah, but I will never so do it nice. myself. No. One of the comments on there, oh my god, I died laughing. It might have been a different person. She was putting frozen vegetables into these containers. Bins? Yeah, yeah. and somebody was like, well, you're telling me that you don't leave <laughs> half <laughs> cut open bags of vegetables roll around in your freezer and that spill? One. That's exactly, it's so accurate. But do you think that, like, we've talked about undiagnosed ADHD, undiagnosed ADD. At some point, I'm sure that we will speak to the right people and see what actually is going on. But do you think that plays into why we love TikTok so much? Because it is just constant, refreshed, new information? Yeah, that may be so. And it's it's not the same. It's something right. different every single time. Right. Um, because I found that that is like one thing that my brain just feeds off of. TikTok is our brain. It is, it is, it is a hundred thousand different things at the same time, all the time. It's exhausting, which leads us into mental health. And I think that this uh, recording isn't a good example of how our brains work because we are all over the place tonight. 
Yeah. I mean, in natural conversation, people will stray. Mm -hmm. But it's not so much the like the way we do it where it goes from thought to thought to thought to thought to thought like within milliseconds. Mm -hmm. Because while you're talking, I'm thinking about all the things that I could respond with, but while also simultaneously thinking about what you're saying. And while I'm answering you, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next and what your response is going to be next. I'm also thinking about the fact that I didn't put dinner away downstairs and that my husband is probably downstairs cleaning the kitchen for me at the moment and that um, my child's room temperature is 69.8, which is two degrees lower than it usually is. But I'm also just waiting for you to respond. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, that's the brain. That's what happens like all the time. And it's exhausting. You know, that's probably why we don't have the energy for things by the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times. Um, my brain works the same exact way. I mean, as you were saying all that, I was looking at something that moved on my computer screen. And when you said kitchen, I automatically thought that about AJ, who's upstairs gaming and he's sitting by the kitchen and... Um, I have a drink that I left up in the kitchen and <laughs> it's just like how many drinks on a nightly or if like through the weekend do you find around your house that you've poured and left and forgotten about? Um, I actually don't do it that often anymore because really I've I've really tried to keep it to one bottle that I just drink out of throughout the whole day. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, because that's a good idea. I am when I go to my parents' house, I'll be there for like four hours and I'll open like three cans of soda and they're all like half drank and left everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad's like, Steph, were you in this room? <laughs> it was just always the way that I, my brain always was too. It's not like it was a, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, adults are saying that they have adult ADHD now because of apps like TikTok. And it's like, no, this is the way my brain has always been always been um and I've never realized what it is until I saw TikTok to be honest with you it's now that it's like brought to my attention and I'm kind of understanding um like why I do the things that Mm -hmm. I do like I forget everything and I and it was really starting to concern me like and AJ was getting pissed because it's like he would tell me he'd ask me to do something and I would be like, yeah, sure, no problem. And if that isn't super important to me, that's out of my brain. And it, I'd completely forget. I mean, and this is spilled over mm-hmm. to bills, forgetting to pay bills, mm-hmm. not just a little bit, like months at a time. And then, oh, my electric bill is up grand shit and it's like if it's not in front of me it doesn't exist like I which I never knew was a thing like you just said yes. just now you just I I just I didn't realize anything was wrong with me or I felt like something was wrong with me but everybody said there wasn't you're a bright girl you're a smart girl there you just don't apply yourself you just don't work hard enough to get the grades that you should be getting. You need to focus on your homework. You need to be better at taking tests. That was like through my 
elementary, middle school, high school. That was all my mom ever heard from my teachers. She has a lot of energy and she needs to sit down and focus on what she's doing. She's a very bright girl, but she doesn't apply herself. Mm-hmm. And it got to like high school point, And my mom was like, do you think that there's something wrong my, to my teachers? Do you think that there's something wrong? Does she need to be in like a remedial class? No, she's a very smart girl. She just doesn't work hard enough. And it's like, okay, well, I, I thought I was working hard. My brain is always working hard and I'm exhausted, but apparently yeah. I'm not working hard enough. Apparently I'm not smart enough to, because my teachers think I'm smart, but I don't get this. So apparently I'm not smart. Like, and it, it just rolls over to feeling overwhelmed all the time. Like there's never a moment where I'm, I can just sit down Mm -hmm. and feel completely relaxed when there's not a thousand things going through my brain and it's just utterly exhausting. It is. It is. Um, and it kind of all boils over to the anxiety aspect of it too. I will say that I'd feel less anxious about the way that my brain works now that I think I know why it works like that. Correct. That's my anxiety has been a lot better because um, of that reason. Like I'm like, okay, I'm not forgetting things because I have some weird form of early onset Alzheimer's. I'm forgetting things because Mm -hmm. you can only cram so many things into a brain that are going to stick. So, I mean, the short-term things like AJ asking me to do something doesn't stick because there's 8,000 other things happening up there. Exactly. This happens so much. And I just saw a TikTok about it yesterday, which is really weird. Um, The girl has diagnosed adult ADHD and she, inside of her brain is like, was like the Eminem song where he's rapping, one of the songs where he's rapping super fast. He's like, whatever, yeah. And then she starts, she opens her mouth to speak and it's like, what my brain is doing is like the Eminem sound. And then when I go to speak, have you ever, um, when you dream, um, have you ever had like a, a dream? Um, so one time, um, <laughs> it's like, that's exactly what happens sometimes. Like I will just fucking forget words <laughs> and it's just, it's not, yeah. and I feel so stupid because it's like, I should remember what the word French fry is. I shouldn't look at that and go cucumber. That's not a cucumber, but my brain is constantly overloaded with thoughts where if I look at something, sometimes I'm like, um, that <laughs> it's just like, I can't spit out what I'm trying to say. Yeah. A lot of, oh my God, the, the, the thing over there yes. on the and thing, the only thing that can come to your mind is thing, thing, that thing. Can you hand me that thing? Thing. Get the thing on the thing so, so I can do, do that you, thing. <laughs> that sounded dirty. Do you ever um, have thoughts going in through your head and just start a conversation in the middle? Like, yeah. And the person that you're having the conversation yes. with doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about because you've had half the conversation in your head. And you come out with it and they're like, oh, yeah. What? I get, yes. yes. The husband laughs at me all the time for this because mm-hmm. it'll be completely random. Mm-hmm. But I have the thought process in my head. Yeah. You can't hear me what I'm thinking. And I'll just 
My mom, my mom does it too. All the time. We're, we actually made t-shirts for this. This is a great example. We're in Florida um, for a family trip and we're sitting in the hotel room and it was in the morning. My mom had just gotten back from the continental breakfast and we're just sitting around chilling. All of a sudden my mom goes, if you wake up early enough, there's bananas. We're all like, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. It's so accurate. And it's, it's just that's, and I used to make fun of my mom so much for it, and like I fucking do the same thing all the time. I do it. All I the do time. it to my husband all the time. I'll he'll we'll be sitting on the couch and I'll be on my phone and I'll just look over and go, I have enough money for this, but I I think that we should wait anyway, and he'll be like, <laughs> for what baby what do you have money for and what are we waiting on like <laughs> i'm just like and then i'll get frustrated because he doesn't know what i'm talking about and i'm like the thing <laughs> the thing the thing yeah. i was thinking about <laughs> sometimes only one word will come out sometimes only one word will come out of my mouth like i'll i'll start a sentence in my head like god i'm really hungry but i'll be i'll just be like hungry <laughs> Oh my god, that's so accurate. And it's almost like talking about the Sims so much. Like we are Sims, but people forgot to give us directions. So we're just constantly like in our own thoughts, saying random things, roaming around the house, moving things around. Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot. I have to go let the dogs out. So I'll stop lunch and I'll go let the dogs out. And on my way back in, I'll see that the floor needs to be swept because there's dog hair on it. So I'll start sweeping and then forget that I was making lunch. Also forget that I had coffee upstairs and now it's cold. I go back to making lunch, forget that the dogs are still outside. I go outside to let the dogs out and I'm like, oh, I think my package is delivered. Check the package. Package isn't there. Come back in. Finish sweeping the floor. Forget that the dogs are outside one more time. Go back. It's like... <laughs> never finish one thing yeah yeah that's um I've always been asked like why does it take you so long to clean the house because like normal people start in one room they clean that room they go to the next one they clean that room they go to the next one I start cleaning the kitchen I see a dish out in the living room oh gotta go grab that dish out in the living room grab the dish out in the living room oh there's books on the floor let me put away these books so I start putting away the books mm -hmm. oh god the floor is disgusting I got a vacuum so you know you start vacuuming and it's like I never finished the dishes let me go back and start the dishes oh I have to pee you go into the bathroom go pee oh wow that needs to be wiped down <laughs> it's like a constant constant and like by noon I'm so tired from doing practically nothing because I've started a hundred projects, but I haven't finished anything. I haven't finished one yeah. of them. So I feel like I've done a whole lot of shit when I haven't actually done anything. So I'm so tired from doing really nothing. <laughs> and like, I think compared to growing up, because this has happened. This was our lives from the time we were young. And this is the way we've always been. Mm -hmm. So, where was I going with this? Um, from growing up, yeah. 
There you go. I just, I pictured the inside of my house as a kid when I said from going up and then I was thinking like going from room to room inside the house anyway. Um, so where did you go? I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. I, I got it back. I got it back. It was not something that was as accepted, I guess, to have mental problems to have anxiety depression add adhd when we were young it was she's fine it's just a phase she'll grow out of it it's not a big deal even if you were screaming in your room you know what i mean saying Mm -hmm. i'm sad like i feel like harming myself no shame to my parents because it was just no. not something that was talked about. You didn't talk oh, about no, it. I mean, look at how they grew up. Exactly. You, mm-mm. you didn't talk about any of that stuff. You fucking suck it up. That's right. Yep. And you live your life. Don't talk about it. Don't let anyone know. My grandma suffered with anxiety and depression for years. So, I mean, she remembers being 17, 18 as a, um, a nanny and not being able to leave the house and not being able to leave her room and not understanding why and having these breakdowns and not understanding why. And like nobody could, could you imagine like literally nobody to reach out to at all? Yeah. Nobody. Uh, no, I could completely no. alone. And Back then, a woman breaking down and showing that much emotion, you're hysterical. You're hysterical because women did not, they did not get out of form. No. You were not supposed to. Keep it together. Keep it together. You're not supposed to break form. And if you did, oh, she's being hysterical. She's over emotional. She's obviously something is going on. Give her a lobotomy. Like, yeah. But for real, like if at that point, if there was something wrong to that point, let's just let her mind be at peace kind of thing. And then evolve to our parents' generation where it's, you don't talk about that shit. You bottle it up inside until you can no longer bottle it up. And then you scream into a pillow by yourself in front of no one. Like my mom was the happiest and is the happiest person. I've ever known, but I can guarantee you that the happiness that she showed and the joy that she showed my entire life was not what she was feeling on the inside. A hundred percent. No, but she just never broke that front that she was always happy. And then of course that makes you feel like what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm not happy. And I should be, I have nothing wrong in my life. I'm a healthy person. I, I play sports. I'm, I have friends. Like I have a family that loves me. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. I mean, this all stems to the stigma that is around mental health. Mm-hmm. We've all had issues and it's amazing when you start talking about it, how many people have gone through the same thing. I mean, we've all gone through some shit this past year. I mean, we talk about 
I mean, there's been two occasions now, a couple of years ago and a year ago that I was suicidal and depressed and, you know, marriage problems and all that fun stuff. And I cannot imagine not having somebody to reach out to. Complete isolation would just, would have killed you. Yeah. If I, um, I mean, the first, the first go around, I only had one person that knew because I was afraid to tell people I didn't want. And I mean, ultimately (laughs) it was my demise. I lost my job because of it. And not thinking back at that, I kind of wish that I reached out to more people, Mm -hmm. but this last pastime I did. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how much more quickly I got out of that funk. And it's funny too, like when we first started talking about mental health to each other and really opened up, it was almost like we were afraid to tell each other exactly how far into the mental health spiral we were in. And it was like one thing just kind of flowed to the other and flowed to the other. And then pretty, and then before we knew it, we were saying, yeah, you know, sometimes when I pick up a knife, my brain just screams stab. Stab, stab, stab. stab. Shut the fuck up, brain. No, I'm not going to stab my hand. Stab. Just do it. Yes. Like, and it feels so good to have that like kinship with somebody where it's like, yes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm maybe I'm not crazy because in my brain, I feel fucking insane all the time with these intrusive, unwanted Uh bullshit thoughts that just jam themselves into my mind on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. And I can't stop them from repeating and Mm -hmm. couple that with possible ADHD and, and anxiety that I know we have anxiety, like diagnosed anxiety. It's like my mind's just a clusterfuck all day long. And to think that this is the way that it was when I was young and I wasn't encouraged to talk about it because we weren't equipped to know how to. I went to therapy for the first time and this set the tone for therapy for me for, and it's sad because I'm such a huge, huge believer in therapy Mm -hmm. now. Um, But this therapist set the tone for me when I was like 13 is when I started having a lot of issues. I I mean, I was an anxious kid to begin with. Seven years old, I'd be going into my parents' room. Mom, dad, meteor is going to hit the house. This therapy session was awful. It was awful. It was a bashing session of all the things that I'm doing wrong. And the therapist sided with my parents. There was no talking about my feelings, what I was doing. And that set the tone for me. Mm for therapy. So I was very against it for a very long time. And my God, now I have the best therapist in the world. And I have, I have learned so much about my own mental health and I've been able to help others, which is, you've helped me a lot, a lot, a lot. Kind of cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I, what I would like to say to people is talk about it. Don't be afraid to let people know that this is what's going on in your mm-hmm. life. Because um, there's going to be somebody that's supportive. Mm-hmm. And talk get and, into therapy. Yeah, talk about it and talk to the right people about it. Like mm-hmm. try to find, if you can't find a therapist, it can almost be destructive talking to the wrong people about it. They don't understand. And they just are like, oh, well, just cheer up. 
Like, mm-hmm. I hate that. That's the worst thing that you can possibly say to somebody with anxiety or depression. Just calm down. Shit. That's what I'll do then. This I'll just time. calm this down. Time. But like, if you reach someone who doesn't give you that help that you need and they tell you, oh, just calm down. Everybody has blue days. Everybody has, it's probably just the winter blues kind of thing. And you have that feeling that it's not that. Continue. Go on to the next person. Don't stop yeah. talking about it. Like, don't give up. Yes, exactly. And if you are one of those people that don't understand it and are like, just cheer up. <laughs> stop and think for a second. This person is trusting you enough to reach out to you. Perfectly said. That it takes a lot of courage for somebody to come out with some of this stuff. The last thing they want is for bullshit advice or to feel like they're being judged. A lot of people, when they're coming out and telling you these things, aren't looking for advice. It's a cry for help. It's a, I'm telling you this right now because I don't know where else to go. I'm at my last ditch. I'm at my last straw. I this, And I'm going to lose it. So you don't have to help me, but I something needs to give. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those people that don't necessarily understand it, they're not looking, don't give advice. Shut the fuck up. You can Google <laughs> where to get help. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, shut the fuck up. If you don't know yeah. what to say, don't just say don't say anything. Because sometimes, like you said, it's more about just talking. Like sometimes I just want to talk about it and I don't want you to say anything back. I just need to get it out to, to, to hear it out of my own head. Just tell that person, I hear you. I heard you. And I think um, tying this back into gaming, I have never met so many people with mental health issues, I guess we'll say issues, mental health issues, than when I entered the gaming world. It's like, for some reason, everybody that has mental health problems and games just go together. And I don't know if it's because we're trying to escape our mental health issues or like trying to get out of our own heads in some way, but there, <laughs> it's almost like when you walked into a, a, a gaming community and you were like, hi, I'm anxious. Everybody was like, me too. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, like I was saying, I look back and wish that I reached out to more people. And was more it that I was more honest about. Mm-hmm. You know what? I but at the same time, I have grown and learned a whole lot. Um and I encourage people, I mean, the people you're really close with, like I finally told the husband like exactly how my brain works. It's freeing to do it, but it's scary as fuck. And that was a terrible conversation because let me, it's not easy to talk about some of the things that go through my head, like sitting on the couch and going, my God, I wish I didn't have kids. Oh, why did I just think that? And I love my children. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's almost like a different brain inside your brain or inside Mm -hmm. your mind. Like you have two separate ones and one is always talking. And you're trying to silence it because it's just so fucking annoying saying shit that you don't actually mean, 
but you're somehow thinking it. I think it, you told me the other day, it was like such a profound thought that your thoughts aren't real. Mm-hmm. And that I never thought about that before that like your thoughts aren't real. And it's like, holy fuck, I could control that. That gives me some control. My thoughts are not real. They're not. Yeah. That was mind blowing. And it's the simplest thing. Like it's so simple, but it's so mind blowing. There's a lot, there's a difference between having thoughts and acting mm-hmm. on it. Cause I mean, I have bad thoughts, mm-hmm. but you need to be able to tell yourself, I know I'm like stab every time. <laughs> every time I grab stab? a knife, man. No. Taking my freaking pills that I need to take so I'm not batshit crazy. Just take the whole bottle. That's all. Just take the whole bottle. No, why? Shush. I guess the message I want to convey too is you're not alone. There are so many people out there going through something similar. Especially due to COVID, there's so many more online outlets. Like I use, it's called BetterHelp, mm-hmm. and this is one of the ones. It's a little more expensive. It's two hundred and fifty dollars a month. They do have, um, but for your like mental health, ass- yeah, assistance <laughs> to to me that is priceless, mm-hmm. worth every penny. Yeah, I think one last one last thing I just want to add in is anxiety and depression doesn't have a certain look. Everybody experiences it differently. So if somebody seems happy all the time and they tell you that like they're not, don't just automatically assume, but you're happy all the time. You can't be depressed. Cause like, I remember when I hit rock bottom depression, I was streaming. I had just started streaming and I thought streaming would help my depression and actually buried me even farther. Because I would get on and I'd feel so good and I'd be happy and bubbly and smiling and so like energetic and I'd come off stream and I would literally just want to crawl into bed and cry and die. Like didn't want to do anything out of just sleeping, not eating, not nothing. And it's like, so when I finally said, you know, to followers and viewers, I'm coming off of stream for a while. I'm taking a break. I have been extremely depressed. Everybody was like, what? I'm like, it looks different to everybody. Like it looks different and it's going to be different for every person. Like I came on here to try to make myself feel better, but it actually made myself feel worse when I came off. And it was just that shock that almost made me feel bad. Like people don't believe that I'm actually depressed because I'm so happy and all the time. But- And it's also really- um... I mean, when you're going through it, you, you don't, there's times you don't, you, you don't want people to know that you're going through something. Yeah. So you fake it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you how exhausting that is. Just like you said, if you go throughout the day pretending you're happy and you are not, you get home and you're behind the scenes and it's like, oh. Mental health is health. I think that's just because I, my arm's not gushing blood doesn't mean I'm not hurting. Right. Because we hope to expose and normalize and just kind of put it out there that these things are just the stuff. This is the stuff that everybody goes through at one point or another. Mm -hmm. And to keep it hidden and shameful and 
I can't say this because I'm going to be seen as weak. It's like, we shouldn't have to think like that. Shouldn't have to think that I can't say this because people are going to see that I'm weak. Who cares? Say it. It might save your life. I've myself made a promise to myself that I'm never going to hide the fact that I'm struggling Mm -hmm. ever again. I mean, there's days where I don't feel like doing anything and my friends are like, hey, hop on a game or go do this and go do And now I flat out say, you know what? I'm not feeling okay. I'm feeling sad for literally no reason. And I don't feel like gaming. Yes, perfect. I'm done making excuses because it is what it is. It's not fucking going anywhere. No. There's something wrong. There's something wrong with my brain, and that's okay. And I, it's weird, but the podcast is helping. Oh God, it is helping. It is. It's something that I like look forward to. It's something that I'm doing for me and for us. And I feel like it's just. I know I've heard from quite a few people that. Oh my God! Yes, I do this. Oh my God, that's so funny. So makes me feel good. Yeah, I thought the same thing. So to any of our viewers who are actually currently struggling, this number can be used for more than that, too. It's a crisis line. It's 1-800-273-8255. Don't hesitate to call the people there. Or they're trained. They're awesome. Somebody there will help you. Absolutely. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. Other than that, guys, I think that's all we have for this week. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the podcast for this week. I hope it resonated with you. I hope that you found some sort of peace in this. If you are struggling with mental health, feel free to also DM us. We are on Instagram and the Twitter. Go look us up under Chaotic Flatulence. All right, guys, we love you. Bye.